The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. episode 213 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone doing? It is me again, out on a gorgeous spring morning on a coffee walk. So I thought I would chat with you all while I did that. I don't uh, I don't record anymore while I'm running. In the early days I used to do that, but several reasons why I don't do that anymore so I thought this would be a perfect morning to chat hope you're all doing well um, my training I'm, uh, I'm not really training for anything right now I'm just trying to get in my base and for me my Apple Watch tells me that I'm rather anal about closing my circles those of you who have an Apple Watch know what I'm talking about and I've made this invitation before but if you have an Apple Watch and you want to follow each other feel free to send me a note as I was saying my training um, is just trying to get out every day I'm doing some walks in the morning three to four to five miles this morning I hope to get in a five mile walk I'm about two and a half miles into it I have a little bit of a break in my schedule first thing this morning. The time is that it's rather early. 7.40 in the morning and I've been out here for 50 some minutes already. So hopefully I'll be able to get another two and a half miles in. And then I'll go for a run this afternoon. Probably a shorter run, maybe just two or three miles and then get a lift in and call it a day still gotta mow the lawn I got a very large lawn it's about a little over three quarters of an acre that one takes me a while anyway what I'm trying to do is get in as much running as I can before a what is today today's Thursday so it's a week from today that I have cataract surgery and that surgery is going to happen in two separate days because, like most of you, I have two separate eyes. So one will be next Thursday and the, the other will be the following Thursday. And I'm told no running for about four days, three to four days after each surgery. So um, I'll have a break. I can do as much walking as I want if I figure this right. I'll be able to get my surgery, wait four days, get a couple of runs in, have another surgery, wait four days, and get, and then start back again. So before that, I'm trying to get in a little bit more running than I normally would. Um, other than that, really nothing running-wise on the horizon. I will say this. I, I have um, put on about seven pounds during the winter, which is rather typical for me I in the back of my mind I usually have the number of five pounds that I put on so I may have put on a couple more more pounds than usual so um, I've started to hit that a little bit harder 
we'll probably chat about one of the things I'm doing um, toward the end of the episode. So today's episode will be a shorter and maybe easier to swallow episode, hoping to get these things published maybe a little more frequently. My big running news for this episode doesn't even include anything that I ran. This past weekend, they held the Flying Pig Marathon here in Cincinnati, an event that has grown by leaps and bounds since I was involved in it. And I noticed that they're advertising they have they got more than 40,000 runners for the weekend. Now, that obviously includes all of the races. They have a they have all sorts of they have fun races, fun you know, fun runs. They have I think a mile. I know they have a 5, a 10, um, a half and a full. But still, 40,000 runners is nothing to sneeze at. And unfortunately, the weather was gorgeous this weekend except for a few hours on Sunday morning during the half and full marathon and uh, it got it, inc- it included the, the nasty weather included a monsoon I mean I mean I um, I'm almost embarrassed to say that at six o'clock at the start I was uh, still in bed I was watching the start on my television but I was in a warm toasty bed and during the monsoon part of the race I was um, in my warm and dry family room watching it on TV as well but boy did it rain the the marathon also included a special trip by Jeff Galloway life got in the way so I was not able to actually see and meet up with Jeff, but I was able to spend some time gwinning with a special lovable extra miler, and you'll hear some of the details about that later on. Also in this episode, there are some training updates, some running observations. Here's something you don't hear every day. We'll have a submission talking about a 14.1 extra mile half marathon, and some gwinning with friends, as I said. Even a live Boston Marathon check-in. So check it all out. Stick around. I want to tell you about my newest obsession at the end. And until then, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD, and this is a training update. So to start off, uh, yes, I am training. So that is a good thing. Um, I have uh, three races coming up in about the next month uh, from when I'm recording this. I'm recording this on Patriot's Day which, of course, is the same day that the Boston Marathon happens. And good luck to all the people in Boston, although by the time this actually gets aired, the Boston Marathon will have already been run. But nonetheless, on the day, I wished all of you good luck. So what do I have coming up? I have a 5K coming up at the end of this month, April, uh, which is called the Nun Run, which is a 5K um run to support a group of nuns, hence the name. No surprises there, right? Uh, That race is actually going to happen on the 29th of April. Um, And I love this race because it is a challenging 5K. Um, Obviously, you can make any race challenging by just running harder. Um, But this race is particularly hilly. And again, this is somebody from South Central Pennsylvania telling you this is a hilly race. All of you folks who have come out here for Bird in Hand know, oh, so if Jim thinks this is hilly, then this must be really, really hilly. So um, basically, for those of you who've been to either Bird in Hand or to JG in Atlanta, um, which have similar topographies, um, imagine for JG, for example, uh, imagine that hill that you see at mile nine as you're climbing up and imagine just running up and down that for three miles. That's this particular 5K. Uh, for those of you who have not done JG, but you've done Bird in Hand, uh, that long 
big incline around mile seven. Think about running up and down that for three miles. That's this race. It is nothing but hills. There is no flat anywhere. Um, so it's a huge challenge. Um, and so I enjoy it. Um, but there it is. Um, plus, it's also fun to go and watch the nuns do the YMCA dance at the beginning of every of every race. They uh, this is one of their two major fundraisers, and so they they pull all the stops for this thing. So it's kind of fun. Uh, it's not local. It's actually outside of Reading in a place called Muhlenberg. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good time. So uh, I think this is like my seventh or eighth time that I've done this race. So looking forward to that. Then, the following Saturday, which would be May the 6th, um, is the Turkey Hill Country Classic. That's the half marathon you may have heard myself, uh, Anthony, Dwayne, and Nate yak about. Um, it's a $30 half marathon. Um, pretty inexpensive half marathon. And you do get decent swag from this there's a nice shirt um nice medals um unfortunately they're not gonna be able to do the family fun area this year i was hoping um this would be the first year they'd be able to do it but they weren't able to do it they're planning on coming back for the full thing next year in 24 but it's just going to be a race this year so that's fine 30 bucks it's not bad um and uh that trail, um, that race takes you along a trail uh, called the Low Grade Trail. It's uh, an old rail bed, um, and it runs along the, get this correct, the eastern bank of the Susquehanna, because, of course, I live on the western bank of the Susquehanna. Then two weeks after that, on May the 20th, I'm going to be down in St. Michael's, Maryland, for the St. Michael's Run Fest, and I will be doing yet another half marathon. The big thing with St. Michael's, though, is they um, advertise that their race is one of the flattest, um, ding, 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 there's that word, uh, races in the Mid-Atlantic. So since I don't see a whole lot of flat, uh, I'd love to be able to run a half marathon someplace that was considered flat. So I'm going down there. I'm going to run that one as the only race I'm actually planning to run somewhat competitively uh, and see how I do. But uh, looking forward to that. Um, and in fact, as far as I know, my buddy uh, Chris Darling from uh, the Tidewater of Virginia is coming up. So we'll be running that together, although I don't know if we'll be running it side by side. But more to come on that one. But anyway, um, but training is going well. Um, I am training. I am training every single week, um, except for one day that literally the entire day got away from me. Uh, I've made all my training, so huzzah. So that's it. I'm going to keep this super short because I'm sure I will have updates um, to also add to this episode since uh, I'm guessing it's probably going to we just had an episode come out, so I'm guessing it's probably two months before the next one comes out. So I'll definitely have some results for you in this episode as well. So there it is. That's all I got. Be well, be safe, and of course, always enjoy your extra mile. Well, hey, Kevin and all you extra milers, this is Chris Wiggs, and I'm at the water stop just past mile marker 14 in the... Boston Marathon. And I decided to start recording right now for two reasons. One, because I am off pace, which means I'm not terribly concerned about how fast or slow I'm going at the moment. I'll be saving my legs for uh, the London Marathon or shaving my legs as I apparently texted just plain Dave a few minutes ago accidentally. But the second reason is because Dave said I'd see him here in this area. So I thought it might be fun to be recording during the Boston Marathon as I come across Just Plain Dave. So let's see here. I'm at the end of the water stop and I see someone in a red jacket that looks like the jacket Dave said he was going to be wearing. Actually, a picture I saw of him. Oh yeah, 
And he's cheering for people. There he is. He doesn't see me yet. Now he sees me. He's gonna take a picture of me. Say hi. You're rocking it. Say hi to the extra milers. Hey, extra milers, do you want Clementine? Yeah, it'd be great. I'm gonna get a Clementine, which Thank is gonna save me. Thank sure. you. you take care. Else? No, I'm good. I'm, as, as I told you, I'm, shav I'm shaving for London. As far as I know. Oh, shoot. All right, see ya. All right, guys, I'm gonna let you go and maybe I'll do an update when I cross the finish line. This is Chris Twiggs. By the way, did I say that? I don't know if I did. This is Coach Chris Twiggs. Hoping you guys enjoy your extra mile. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Plan Dave from Providence, Rhode Island, the capital city, calling in with a running observation. So you may notice that my, my normal dulcet tones are perhaps an octave and a half low right now because I have just spent the better part of five and a half hours on the roadside in Wellesley, Massachusetts, yelling and cheering and shaking cowbells for 35,000 of our clan, the members of our tribe. They come from all over the world. I saw racing singlets and jerseys. The coolest one today was Greenland. Saw some from Greenland. It had like the Danish flag, but it was the, the, in, Danish, in Danish letters, uh, the word Greenland. There was also Denmark. There was Wales, Great Britain, Ireland, Scotland, lots of France, Italy, Spain, tons of Brazil. There must be, a, there is a big Brazilian population in Massachusetts. Uh, Portugal, Argentina, Chile, Paraguay, Espana, lots of Germany. Did I say France? Oh, Canada was well represented. Poland, Belgium, and many more. Um, it was just good fun. And so as, I, I think I'm right now ranking, like when going to a running event, there are, there are probably four, four good ways to enjoy your time at a race. One, train for and then run said race. It is just a joyful experience to go and run a big city marathon with hundreds of thousands of crazy people out cheering for you. So best way to enjoy a race is to be the runner at the race. Second best way is to volunteer. Like I love volunteering. Um, I'm putting third best as the uh, go and spectate and cheer you know, maybe have one or 10 or 20 friends that you want to see specifically, but just cheering for, you know, between one and 35,000 people uh, is, is just a joy. Like you can, I, I think of myself as, as my own little drug dealer. I'm doing these little dopamine hits because every time I yell and say, you know, go Mike, Mike smiles at me and I get a dopamine hit from him smiling at me calling his name out. Um, so there's this like whole big psychological domino effect and it's, uh, and it's good fun. But so I was at mile 14, so just past the Wellesley College Scream Tunnel and also just, just after a water station and also on a slight incline. Like this is not a hill that anyone would say, ooh, that's a big hill, but just enough of incline that the runners are going a little more slowly, which usually makes for getting better pictures. Um, what a joy. Um, I had to actually stop ringing my cowbells because I was worried about getting cowbell blisters on my fingers and that would be an embarrassing injury to have to explain. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. This, this wound, this open wound on my finger is from ringing my cowbell too long. And he's going to say, what do you mean by ringing your cowbell? Anyway, that's not funny. Ah, I just had so much fun. Um, it was cool to see the elites go by. I got a couple good snaps of Elliot Kupchoge, who was going roughly four minutes and 40 seconds per mile as he went by. Um, the elites were just amazing. I uh, got a good couple of shots of the women's elite field. Um, I didn't get their names very well, but I did see Sarah Hall and Des Linden specifically. Um, but mostly I saw them because they weren't in that elite pack of like, or the front pack of 12. So by the time they went by, they were open enough to see and identify. Um, I saw Doug Flutie, Massachusetts-based football player from back in the day, who I was lucky enough to run with when I did the Boston Marathon in 2017. That was a nice little treat. Um, there are a bunch of celebrities. I don't really know celebrities very well. So I will just say I saw lots of regular people. And uh, among the Extra Mile clan, I saw Shelly from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. So great to see her. I saw our fearless leader, Coach Chris Twiggs. 
he stopped by for a snap and a hug. And uh, I saw Dr. Mrs. Twiggs. She was doing great. Uh, their 25-year-old son was also running, and I did not see him because he was moving with a river of fast people, and it, the road was so crowded, though, even though I knew about when he was going by, I did not see him. And that is one of the dilemmas of Boston, is that the runners go by as a just colorful ribbon and river, continuous flow of dozens and dozens of runners on the road in front of you at all times. And so... Um, so anyway, it's sometimes hard to see people. But my, my unsolicited coaching advice, I always say this to people, wear a shirt with your name on it because then spectators can cheer for you by name. And what's interesting is the, the very elites, right? They have their name on their, on their bib. It just says Dez or Hall or Kipchoge. Um, but then the middle of the packs, like the people who are kind of like fast qualifiers, many of them, I'll say the majority, do not have their name on their jersey. But then when you get into the... Uh, charity runners, the people who have raised, raised money to get their race bib, um, they predominantly do have their names on their jerseys. And so I went from, you know, hollering for people by name to hollering for people by co- country, like whatever their, their singlet said, um, to going back to hollering for people by name to the point where I pretty much lost my voice and decided that five hours of yelling out in the chilly rain was enough. So I hope you all were able to catch some highlights on the television news of how wonderful the Boston Marathon is. And if you are out there, I hope I hollered your name at you. I did my best. And uh, for those of you that have a shot to go to your local race and spend a little time either volunteering or spectating, I strongly recommend it. It's just a great way to have a happy day. So from a day spent in Boston, actually Wellesley, but now walking the dog in lovely Providence, Rhode Island, This is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails and enjoy your extra mile. Good morning, extra milers. Wait. Oh, it's afternoon here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I'm just out on a walk on May the 4th. And I want to say May the 4th be with you. I just finished a four-mile run. I wasn't feeling very forceful, but I was able to push a little bit on some of the intervals, so that felt good. You know, push is one of those things that is very relative. Uh, My push probably looks like somebody's, you know, regular walk, but hey, I'm out here. It's May the 4th. The birds are singing, and, you know, what else could we have but that? It's just a really great day. So, um... Kevin, you called for some submissions, so as I'm walking back, I'm going to just, um, a quick update. Gary is not with me right now. I just passed him on the road. He started after me, and so we went together for about a quarter of a mile, and he peeled off and went to do his four miles. Um Mostly on the weekends, well, every weekend, we're training together, doing our long run. We are working hard um, on increasing our mileage, um, doing strength works, work, um, adding in a little bit of yoga for stretching out, as well as, as you know, training runs during the week, trying to just increase our fitness get ready for my BHAG that he's totally supporting me on step-by-step 50K in September. And just this week, we decided that we were going to add a marathon in, more like a catered training run, but it's up in the same area. I think it uses the same trail. So we thought we'd really be able to, it's about five weeks out, six weeks out maybe from our run and my training called for 26 or 28 miles. So it was like, you know, worked out perfectly. We'll let them um, support us along the way. Although I noticed that these probably because they're out in the middle of nowhere don't seem to have great support, but by then we'll be able to really tell what's going to be the thing that'll get us that extra five miles. So we're busy working on that. Um, kind of reluctantly, I was retired 
Um, in February, I wasn't quite ready, but a work situation uh, prompted the need um, to no longer work there. And so um, I will probably be going back to work, but I'm going to wait until probably after I um, finish or at least get mostly trained for the 50K. Um, I'm looking for something uh, maybe around September or so. So anyway, that's kind of what's going on. And, you know, because it was kind of a reluctant retirement, um, I have found myself lost a lot of the time and, you know, really struggling with kind of even getting out of bed. <laughs> um, I, you know, um, have in the past um, struggled with major depression. So, I knew this time to, you know, enlist the help of a counselor, and um, he really talked me through a lot of things. Um, he was helpful. I renewed some coping skills, and I kind of retired him last week, but he felt like we were both ready for that. Um, and, um, you know, he, he really helped me to just give myself some grace that I wasn't in a place that I was expecting to be. And so now, what does that look like? I mean, honestly, Allison, I used to always be so jealous of you thinking, oh, I wish I had time to do 25 miles in the middle of the week. Well, guess what? <laughs> I got that time. And um, for some of that time, I've been, you know, more like lollygagging around either the couch or my bed so um, the last couple weeks really been trying to just no matter what get up get on fitness gear um, and get outside so whether that's the gym or or hitting the road something like that and we have all of a sudden been blessed with a day or two of sunny weather so that's been great I've been able to wear shorts on a couple of runs oh my goodness my arms were actually out in the sunlight it's just amazing so anyway um sadly our last long run my hip decided to just really act up and it had been so good um you know I through PT, got my knee really feeling a lot better, but we realized it was probably coming from that hip, which decided to pick up some of the slack and be irritated and aggravated. And so um, finally, after a lot of therapy, you know, my physical therapist said, you know, you need to have it probably look out again. So we just had some x-rays done, and um, I seem to have some arthritis in that area. And so my... Um, along with probably a bursitis. Um, my SI joints showed arthritis. So um, my provider, um, she gave me cortisone injection. And that, I'm sorry, I could be like a cortisone injection junkie. Because you go from feeling like, oh, I can't even make my leg go forward to, oh, I could go skipping off. Um, just feeling so much better. I would just be like, you know, getting in and out of bed going, oh, my goodness, this is what it feels like. So, you know, it's getting really a lot better. And so when it probably is wearing off a bit, I um, started getting irritated on my long run. That was disappointing. But I'm just trying to, you know, um, not really up the running distance um, totally, but adding in extra walking to the distance so that my leg can get to it a little bit more gently, as well as trying to be more diligent with those dumb clamshells and stuff like that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my physical therapist kind of uh, went through to see where I was on strength, and he said he could really notice a great improvement in the strength from um, my weight, my strength training session, so that was great. Um, so that's about it for my, our overall training. Um, a couple of just funner, um, won't say races, although because I have this BHAG coming up, I'm not really planning on doing a lot of races, um, or racing. More like get the distance done. But, um, in two weeks, we're going to be doing the San Francisco 
data breakers with a sister of mine and her husband. And um, I'm really looking forward to that. We have not, Gary and I haven't done it um, since, I don't know, our daughter, I think, was two when we did, or she might have been four, but um, she's going to be 36, so it was long ago. Um, that's one of those fun runs that you, you know, the whole city comes out for, and you dress super crazy, and you act super crazy. Um, Gary and I are planning on, you know, going as wine bottles, because my sister and her husband had a Coke and Jack shirt, <laughs> so that's what they're wearing, um, but, um, um, Oh, she's not a runner, and so, you know, Gary and I talked about running it, and if you run it, you can actually, it's seven and a half miles, um, a 12K, but if you um, want to, I'm on my busy road, um, if you want to, you can add on an extra 3K at the end, which is down along the beach. It's the Bay of Breakers, and you run from underneath the Bay Bridge in San Francisco across the city through Golden Gate Park to, you know, almost the edge of the ocean, and, um, but we thought that would be super fun, especially since the hot chocolate 15K had been canceled, but when I talked to my sister recently, they're walkers, and they really want to do it with us, so, you know, it's just going to be a fun walking through the city of San Francisco with about 60,000 or so of our friends, some of them naked, (laughs) So that'll be fun. Um, let's see. And then we've also signed up for the um, uh, Lake Fair race in Olympia around Capitol Lake. Um, we had done that last year, and it was a lot of fun. This year we're going to try the half marathon because we um, like to do a half marathon in Olympia, but this year we're doing the Beatty Breakers instead because we were going to be in California. Um, so that's in July, so we'll be kind of, you know, thinking about training for that, although it's just much more about the distance. We'll probably run our own races that day, um, instead of running together. But again, we haven't worked into our schedule, just mostly like a catered long run, but it'll be a long run that'll be, you know, fun because we're doing it with, you know, in our local area on some of the areas that we run anyway, so that'll be fun. It's It'll be hilly, though, Olympia. They like to have lots of hills in their runs. Um, we've been running lately with a running group, and we had never done that before, and, uh, you know, I kind of reported on this a while back when I talked about getting lost. Oh, no, that was the other group. That was the training group last year. Um, but this group is called the Joggernauts, Oh, and so you can either jog or not. <laughs> um, but even still, um, I'm usually the last one because they offer a 5K or an 8K training run each week. And typically the ones that are more my speed do the 5K. So, you know, I'm, I'm usually late. But it's fun. It's fun to have a running community um, be together before we take off and, you know, kind of run together. And then usually wherever the 8K peels off, that's when we lose most of the runners around us is the 5Ks will go back. But each week it's a little bit different, so we're learning about some different run areas in our community. And that's a lot of fun. Have somebody else plan those. Um, Gary and I will tend to need to add on an extra couple miles or more. Um, so we usually just tell the, you know, organizer, hey, don't be watching for us coming back because <laughs> we're going to be adding on. We have a nine-mile run or a 10-mile run on our training schedule. So anyway, that's about it coming in from the Pacific Northwest. Um, this is Sandy. I'm looking forward to everybody's um just reports of how you're training and and what's keeping you moving over the spring and summertime. I hope you're having a great day. Get out there. May the 4th be with you and enjoy that extra mile. Bye-bye. 
Well, I am in my car in crazy traffic. I'm not really sure what the heck is going on here on 222, but something's going on. Either way, I'm on my way home. And uh, I've had yet another wonderful nun run. Nun, of course, being N-U-N. Does support a group of nuns. Uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania. So, it's about an hour drive from our house to the spot of the race, which is actually just north of Reading, Pennsylvania, in a town called Muhlenberg. So, the race itself is a particularly challenging 5K in that it is nothing but hills. You start at the top of a hill, and then you run down to the bottom of the hill. And you actually run from a seminary to a cemetery. And yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister if you're not not careful. So from the seminary, you run downhill, um, past the mausoleums, and then into the cemetery. And you do two loops of the cemetery. Now, the cemetery has two hills in it, which you go over each one twice. And the final hill is actually referred to by the sisters as the Hill of Death. So how cool is that? You're running in a cemetery up this thing called the Hill of Death. And uh, it's steep. It's a long, steep hill. So I did that. Of course, at the top of the hill is where the water stop is. So good news that you get to see the water stop twice in the cemetery before you head back to the seminary. So did that. Uh, it was the only place that I actually walked. I got to the top of the hill of death, and I said, "That's this is where my walk break's going to be. Um, probably about a you know, 20, 30-second walk break. I wasn't timing it, but uh, somewhere in there. And then uh, picked it back up and ran again. And... Uh, course you do two loops in the cemetery then the nice big hill on the way down from the seminary to the cemetery is now a big hill from the cemetery to the seminary yeah i mean it's all kinds of ways that this can get tongue twisty uh was doing a little bit of tag with this one lady and came around the final corner and i saw the clock which read 28 something and said okay if i kick it in here i can get in under 29 minutes and that's really all i was trying to do is uh finish under 30 minutes and i did i did 28.58 not that strava will tell you that but we all know about strava and its little proclivity to make you slower or not have run as far yada yada not sure why that is. Probably a completely other post for that one. But it was a great run. Um, my age group is competitive. Um, pretty much if you're running in your 50s, you've been running for a while. So there are at least three people who are faster than me. So I'm not going to get an age group award. But I did finish fifth. Uh, I finished uh, 26th out of a hundred and something people. So I'm okay with that. Um, And now uh, if I can just figure out why we're going so slow on the highway here, um, it'll be all good. But otherwise, it's fine. It's Saturday. I got all day to get home anyway. So that's my uh, check-in. Next post will be after the Turkey Hill Country Classic, which is exactly one week from today. Today being April the 29th, and then a week from today, May 6th, is a half marathon. So until then, be well, be healthy, be safe, and always enjoy your extra mile. So I find myself on a bike path, a nice trail in beautiful Milford, Ohio today, and I'm actually gwitting with a good friend who's in town for the Flying Pig Marathon and 
he gets to do something that nobody's ever done before except me, and that's Gwinning with Gwyn. So, oh. welcome, Tom from from Scar- Carborough. Carborough. I know it's Carborough, North, North Carolina, next to Chapel Hill. Just right inside of Chapel Hill, or close. And that's um, that's a shout out to uh, Chris Darling, who I know is a huge Carolina fan. So, yeah. So you're in town to do the Flying Pig? What? Right. The Flying half. Pig half. Yes. And that's today. We're recording this on a Friday, so you've got two days, and yeah. you. I just worry about the weather. Graciously I, invited me to Gwyn with you two days before half marathon. How cool is that? So tell me, what, what you, what'd you learn about the, the weather? What's it supposed to be like? Uh, thunderstorms and humid. Yikes. Well. Not my favorite. I, I have not had good luck in choosing my race dates. But you've been here before, and you and I actually have driven this course you're doing. So right. you know a little bit about the course. About the hill. That's yeah, I, I, I forgot what the hill is like. I guess I'll remember soon enough. <laughs> if anybody's done the half or the full in Cincinnati, there is the hill. The hill. And that's really, you know, you say it's a hilly course, that's the hill. Yeah, it's you not, get it out. It's not rolling hills. No, and, and with the half, at least you used to, at the top of that long hill, you used to turn around and come back down, so that kind of helped, didn't it? Yeah. Like gravity bring you back into town into the finish line? Yeah. So, um, from your first flying pig, what are your impressions and expectations for the race itself? Well, I think it's a great event. I mean, it's a great... It's, I would recommend it to anybody. Uh, it's just... It's just a big party. <laughs> it is a big party. And I noticed that, um... They've sold out. They have a, you know, a fun run and a 5K, a 10K, a half, a full. Um, they sold out of, I think, everything. What is? What year is it? Is it um, this is 25. Yeah. 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 So, I I hope your weather's okay. Um, yeah. I guess so I thought what we do. Tell us your plan as far as run walk goes for Sunday. Well, I'm thinking 60-30, but that could change, and it may be more like 30-30 going up the hill. Okay. I'm not expecting great speed, and I need to be understanding that I could be slower than most of the uh, of the marathons that I've done. <laughs> so, I mean, usually I've done them in around anywhere from like my best was like 216.39, and usually to 2:30. So this may be even slower, and I just have to accept it. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the weather. Just have a good time. Just I mean, have a good time, exactly. and that's, that can be hard. Having that that competitive mindset. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought what we would do is get a before and after. If you would help me out, so we know what your plan is. We know a little bit about the weather. We talked about the the um, the course a little bit. Yeah. And um, and just so, it just the, it's just the worst part is just to get there and if it's raining. So that's yeah. the that's the thing I dread. Standing in the rain, getting up the early in the morning in the rain. Right. That that little scary. And you're staying in a hotel right across the river, right, the Ohio River, in, yeah. in Covington, Kentucky. Yeah. So you'll walk the mile, mile and a half to the start. Yeah. And back. Uh, That's the way to yeah. do it. Just then get a, a lift or something. We'll yeah. See. We'll see what how it all. Parking's works. not fun downtown on that day. Well, good. So. If I could beg you to send us an update after the race sometime. I will. We'll do a before and after. Yeah. And I know I'm not the, the most consistent uh, um, submitter. But oh, who cares? You're one of the lovables that I've... Like, the the, the handful that, that I've actually got to run with We've and beat. each other for over a decade. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, have a good time on Sunday. I can't wait to hear how things go. Okay. And uh, stay in touch. Safe travels back home, too. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Kevin. And all my extra miler friends. This is Titanium Tim from Signal Mountain with a race update. A little bit late, but uh, on April 15th, I ran the Horse Capital Marathon in Lexington, Kentucky. And yes, there is a wonderful extra miler that lives in Lexington. And I didn't get a chance to meet up with her. It was a short trip, to say the least. Uh, hustled up and hustled back. But 
I will say, if you're looking for a race to do in Kentucky, that was a really, really nice marathon. It's a small field. I think there were 140 runners in the hole, but then there were probably three or four hundred in the in the half. So, you know, you, you you started off and there were plenty of people to run with, plenty of paces to go at, and just a real nice run. Uh, you start uh, northeast, east of town at the uh, the horse farms. I mean, this is, you know, Kentucky bluegrass, all the thoroughbreds, the farms around there, the UK vet school. Uh, you're running, running in just wonderful area. Uh, it, it really felt like a, just a fantastic training run out in the field or I should say on the roads around the farms, you know, you saw the horses and some, and we had in one place, uh, some horses galloped with us as you're running. They came over the fence and galloped along and then went back, uh, into their pasture. But really nice race. Like I said, it's a, it's a small race, well run, plenty of aid stations. Uh, it actually, the weather was perfect to start, uh, Started at 55, 60 degrees, clear skies. Uh, we started at uh, 7.30 and got out. It was nice. Went out on the course, and it did warm up. It, uh, at the time we finished, uh, you know, it was 70, 75, 76 degrees, and I certainly wasn't. I had run some warm weather, but I wasn't really prepared for it. And I was having to pull water on my head just to cool down. And uh, it did well up through 19, and then I just kind of ran out of gas. I didn't didn't uh, fuel up properly. But I met I met the goal that I wanted to do, so I was happy with it. Like I said, the course was surprisingly hilly. Not big hills, but just long rollers. And the way the course is laid out, you run out and come back, and then you go out on another spoke and come back, and then you go out on another spoke and come back, and then finish up where you start. So you got to, you were doing all the the same hills, but it seemed like certainly in the second half it was a lot hillier than the first half, as things are in races. Uh, but I would say, like I said, very good race, uh, wonderful uh, fit. Perfectly my train, you know, it was uh, four weeks after the Galloway, so that uh, Galloway was a really good tune-up and get me ready for that and then my long run the next weekend. So real happy with it, and like I said, if you get a chance, head down there and run that race. All right, well, that's all I have. I've got uh, Peachtree Road Race is the next one on the schedule, and then I've got three foals in the fall. Uh, and uh, so I gotta start keep my training up and be ready to go. So, well, all my running friends, I hope you're uh, enjoying your runs, having safe runs, and love hearing from you. Cheers. Greetings, Kevin, and all you extra milers. This is Chris in Virginia Beach with a training update. Well, the uh, this training cycle is officially over as of about 30 minutes ago. I finished up my last long run ahead of the St. Michael's Running Festival Half Marathon in two weeks that I'll be uh, meeting up with JD and enjoying that half marathon. Um, So the training cycle is over. Um, Seems to be the trend on the Facebook page to uh, talk about lessons learned from runs. Um, I got a couple of lessons, uh, one from the training cycle as a whole um, and another one from today's long run uh, where I did 13.1 today so the hay is in the barn we're good Um, from the training cycle the biggest thing I learned is don't procrastinate in starting to ramp up the long run mileage Um, I was able to get to 13.1 two weeks before the half which is right where I want to be Um, but I really kind of had to ratchet up the long miles quickly because, well, let's just be real. I had been lax and slack on weekends and really hadn't been going much above six. So, um, over the course of the last six weeks, uh, we did, I think it was eight, 11, 
and then today 13 uh, every other week going long and probably should have started bumping the mileage up about two weeks sooner um, today's long run was slower than I would have liked it to be but it's all good we'll see what happens in the race uh, in a couple weeks um, next lesson is something I learned today on my long run um, I typically run fasted um, during the week and even on the weekends um, even last week or two weeks ago when I did my 11 mile or I ran fasted um, I did carry some fuel with me but basically started on an empty stomach which is normal for me and I think what I've learned is um, if I'm going to go 10 miles or longer I probably need to put something on my stomach before I start nothing heavy obviously as that would be really bad idea but just to have some fuel to burn when I start because I really today especially I don't think I didn't feel it as much two weeks ago on the 11 miler although I felt it a little bit at the end Um, but today I just really felt like um, I was running at a deficit on fuel right from the outset Um, started feeling hungry as early as mile three and a half Um, so I need to fuel better, uh, especially for long runs, and have something in the tank before I even start. Other than that, um, feeling really good. Um, Finally feel like myself again running. It's been a weird year. I've had a hard time just kind of getting back into the groove, especially with long runs. Um, But I'm starting to get back there feeling good. Looking forward to running with JD. Well, I think we're going to run our own races because I think he's going for Maybe not a PR, but he's going to see how fast he can go, and I'm not as fast as he is right now. Um, But still looking forward to hanging out, spending some time with him in a couple weeks up in Maryland. Um, Can't wait to see those of you that will be in bird in hand in the fall. Um, But until then, uh, this is Chris in Virginia Beach signing off. Enjoy your extra mile. See you. Hi, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Tom uh, back in Carborough, North Carolina, believe it or not. Uh, This is a Monday evening, and uh, yesterday morning, I was doing the Flying Pig Half Marathon. And uh, you, I guess, Kevin is going to play the recording where I did a, uh, I went winning with him, and we had a great time, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, That was, as you said, it was a blast to get get together and actually do some... uh, walking and running so um so anyway i thought i'd do something a little bit different for a race report so what i did and i i am not good at prose i am not a poet but what i do know is the big thing is chat gpt so i put in what my race was like and i thought i'd just read you what it came up with, and that will be my race report. So it's a little bit different than my normal one. Before the race, I feared the forecast call. Heavy thunderstorms threatened to ruin it all. But I lined up with hope, nerves, and might, ready to conquer the flying pig half marathon with all my sight. The starting conditions were ominous and gray, thunderstorms in the area, clouds hovering in a threatening way. As I crossed the bridge to Covington, Kentucky, the heavens opened up and rain poured down in a frenzy. We were given a choice to shelter in place, but I persevered through ankle-deep water, the rain's pace. Back in Cincinnati, the crowd support so grand, encouragement and cheers lifted me, strength at hand. At mile six, the hills loomed ahead. Climbing them felt endless, my body-mind were led, but passing by singing Elvis, the valley view so sweet, pushed me forward with each step determined to defeat. The ruin persisted, persisted, sometimes light, sometimes hard, but I kept running, pushing through each yard, a hilly next couple of miles, followed by a descent towards the city's heart, the finish line now in ascent. The last few miles I was soaked through, but I kept going. With, signs, with the sign, finish swine, in view. Crossing the finish line, not my fastest, but with a smile so clear. I had overcome my fear, and that was worth every drop of tear.
the Flying Pig Half Marathon, a challenge met with pride through thunderstorm and rain, my courage never died. And through I was not fastest, I finished with a cheer, overcoming fear stronger than before in victory so dear. So in so many words, that is my race report from the Flying Pig. And again, uh, thank you, Kevin, for being part of a great uh, Flying Pig weekend and overcoming the rains and thunderstorms. Anyway, uh, I will uh, finish off with this in honor of uh, the Flying Pig half. and all your extra mileage. This is Nate from Harrisburg. And this is JD from South Central Pennsylvania with... A race report. That's right. The Turkey Hill Half Marathon and then some. <laughs> and we have a fun story for you at the end. So this was not the race that I wanted, um, but you know you can't win them all. Uh, this was a catered training run. And yes, I stole that uh, terminology from my buddy Nate here. Um... And I was supposed to do 12, 10 miles, and I ended up doing 11.55 for the mile. So very happy, felt very good at the end. Um, I was actually surprised I could actually make myself run slower because I was afraid I was going to run too fast. Yeah, so. you did a great job. Um, I ended up with the overall pace of actually a training run, even though I ran the first half or so running fast for me um i'm not sure what happened today i need to reflect but you know you never you're not going to win them all um they're not all going to be your best uh best effort so that's how it goes you get the raw deal here today yeah but 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 we did the, we both went the extra mile our course was right. mismeasured and we did 14.1 miles, or maybe even a little more than that. Man, I think it's a little, just a tad longer, than, according to my watch, a tad longer than that. So, like I said, training run for me, I set my watch up for 13.1 as uh, a workout. And I got to second to last turn, and there was a guy there, and I went, Hey, buddy, I think you're closer to the finish than you realize. And he's like, well, I said... Uh, we're about two miles from the finish, and I got 12.5 on my watch. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's a mile. I'm like, yeah, buddy, how about you come run with me, and you tell me you can stop when we do a mile, because I know it's about two. I've run this course now for the third time. Yes. So, so we think that the turnaround spot was a half mile too far out. Yep. Um, so we can... But anyway, so I am actually glad that I did not get to, to 159 at 13.1 and not be at the finish line. There you so, go. Uh, there is a silver lining to all That's this. That's right. Um, but it was an amazing day. There is hardly any clouds in the sky. It is yeah, very nice sunny. Day. Nice day. Um, very, very glad to have my sunglasses. Um, yeah. Learn my lesson from JG and... Um, I, uh, yeah, it was a great time. It was good, good, uh, to, to run with JD and our not really run very much with you, but, yeah. um, good to meet up in spirit anyway. Yeah. You ran with me in spirit and so. we waved at each other somewhere on the low grade trails. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. That was cool. So. And there were, uh, there were leftover donuts when we were done. Yes. So I'm very happy for that. We got people didn't eat all the donuts. Two half, two halves of a donut. So. Yep. We, I, I might have had more than okay, more than that. But, <laughs> but we wanted you guys to know that we literally went the extra mile today. We did. we did, and I have to say that JD went the extra mile for me because he went and picked up my packet for me. Um, this yesterday or uh, 
Thursday. So thank you to JD for that. Oh, you're Going welcome, the extra mile. There you go. Well, you guys enjoy your extra mile, and I can't wait to see you guys out there. You guys got to come out to Lancaster County uh, yes. for Bird in Hand. It's yeah, we have be... this race here in September that you might like. Yeah. So maybe come out. You got to come out. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys, and uh, you guys all enjoy your extra mile. All right. So, well, this is my phone. Like, so I can just keep talking if I want to. Yeah. So maybe we're not done. No, no, we're done. We're done. Have a great day, folks, and yes, enjoy your extra mile. Well, there you go, episode 213 of the Extra Mile podcast. Good stuff, huh? Um, first of all, congratulations to my buddy Tom from Carborough, North Carolina. The first person ever to Gwyn with Gwyn. Congratulations, Tom. What a great time we had. And I even got a lesson on making homemade bagels. My favorite food. So I mentioned my latest obsession... One thing that I've been doing for the last couple of years now is trying to drink lots of water. I think, I think we would all agree that the benefits of drinking water are many and, and well-researched. You know, there's very little doubt about the benefits of drinking water, especially as we get older. Um, some of the benefits that I was able to look up include improved brain performance, digestive harmony, more energy, weight loss, or weight management, ding, 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 decreasing joint pain, kidney stone prevention, a healthier heart, and fewer headaches. And I could probably go on. And although I have done a much better job of drinking a lot of water in the last couple of years, um, I could always do better. And it can get rather tough sometimes. I've actually begun enjoying the taste of just plain water more than I used to, but um, I'd like to up that. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode I needed to lose a few pounds, and that's one of the ways I do it. Anyway, so my son, my 16-year-old, has turned me on to a product called Circle, and that is spelled C-I-R-K-U-L. Circle's a very cool bottle that allows you to flavor your water sip by sip so you start with a plastic or a stainless steel bottle I've got a stainless steel insulated uh, bottle that will keep my water cold and keep the ice from melting um, almost for 24 hours so what you do is you add one of over 50 zero sugar zero calorie all natural flavored cartridges and then you sip away you can dial the strength that you'd like for the sipping and each will last they claim four to six refills of that bottle so it obviously depends on the size of your bottle I, I bought a rather large one I think mine's 32 ounce and uh, um, depending on the strength mine will last three to four of those and it, they cost the cartridges cost somewhere around three and a half dollars so um, they, they get cheaper the more you buy and uh, I think I ended up getting ordering enough for my son and I so they were closer to 250 they're also available by the way at Walmart and this has increased my water intake considerably they really do taste amazing like I said over 50 flavors you got to find something that you like so anyway, you might want to check that out at drinkcircle.com. And once again, it's C-I-R-K-U-L.
Com. There's also lots of different um, offers you'll see. Free shipping and they'll send you a free cartridge, etc., etc. So um, when you check it out online, you'll probably be prompted to enter your email. And um, all I would say to that is just do not pay retail for your first order. I ended up getting a, um, a free plastic bottle. And um, I also ordered the aluminum one, like I said. And I got a free sip and also free shipping. So if, um, if you're not prompted for anything or not offered anything free, let me know. Because I know I have a code that will get you some freebies on that as well. But um, anyway, just don't pay retail if you're going to check it out. The only downside to drinking all of this water is, um, is the more bathroom breaks. But if you can put up with that, it's good stuff. So that's all I got. I hope to get with Chris and Jeff very shortly for another Galloway Extra Mile episode. I would like to thank everyone for the submissions. I'd like to thank you for the download. And it's getting to be squish band weather as if you don't already know it. So head over to our um, webpage, www.theextramilepodcast.com, and you'll see um, you'll see a link to Extra Mile Podcast and Galloway Extra Mile Podcast squish bands and get you a few of them. You'll need them very shortly as we head into the heat of this summer. You can also find them at squishbands.com. S-Q-O-O-S-H-B-A-N-D-S.com. And that's all I got. Until the next time, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going then please send an audio file to theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. <laughs>